Welcome to the All-in-One Podcast for Middle School Language Arts Teachers. I'm Linda, and I've been a teacher for over 30 years. I can help you with tips, tricks, and motivation that will simplify your planning, streamline your teaching, and enjoy more free time. Well, hey there, it's Linda, and I hope all is going well in your world. I am so excited to begin our mini-series on writing workshop. I know firsthand that teaching writing is by far the most complex and, let's just say it, most difficult part of being a middle school language arts teacher. I mean, you're tasked with teaching multiple classes with multiple levels. Some kids love writing, but most do not. They might not love it because they have not been met with success, they might lack skills, and they might just think it's tedious. You have to plan units, grade them, and keep your kids on task. It really is a monumental thing that you are doing here. If you've been struggling, you are not alone. I struggled greatly at the beginning, and I truly understand firsthand what you are experiencing. I'm hopeful that through my experience, this mini-series will help guide and inspire you to either get started with the writing workshop model of teaching, or to continue on with what you're doing and make some tweaks to improve it. So there's so much I want to tell you, but before we begin, I want to make sure that you know to grab a very valuable freebie. I've recently published a course on teaching writing workshop on a platform called Teachable. In case you don't know, Teachable is a place to find courses on anything and everything. And you can earn professional development hours by taking an online course in the comfort of your own home. I am offering the first module, which is the first section of my course for free. I am even including the workbook for this portion of the course. I want to offer it for free because I think it's important to see if the course is right for you. I can tell you though, the course is right for you if you need to teach writing workshop, but either are new or need to revamp what you're doing. I've simplified it greatly and I've cut out all the things that you do not need. So don't forget to grab this freebie that is linked in the show notes. Okay, so let's get started with the first episode of our podcast series, which is about getting started with writing workshop. You know, being a teacher for over three decades, I have seen so many different methods and pedagogies come and go throughout my career. And I haven't loved them all. In fact, I haven't loved most of them, if I'm being honest. I have seen everything from whole language to phonetic-based reading and some very methodical and traditional writing programs. For those of you who have been teaching for a while, you know how these programs and philosophies can come and go. You know the drill, you get a new administrator and you have to shift gears and try out a new program. They just add a whole new major item to your curriculum and it's up to you to try to fit it in with what you're doing or you're being asked to throw away what you have been doing previously after investing so much time and energy. And it can be very 
very frustrating. But I can honestly say that the one method that has stayed with me throughout my entire career is the workshop framework for teaching reading and writing. It is an absolutely solid way of teaching that will never go out of style. It is based on teaching small, specific skills via a mini lesson, giving kids time to read and write, and conferencing with them to see how you can help. I honestly love it, and once it's all set up, it is such a streamlined and easy way to run your class. It does, however, take some time up front, and that's what we're going to get into. So I don't want to assume that you know what Writing Workshop is. So in case you don't, here are a few main points. So Writing Workshop is a framework for students to work on the process of writing. Usually the goal is a final piece of writing with a focus on the process of attaining this goal. Writing Workshop can be used for any type of writing, whether it's argumentative, narrative, informational, or whatnot. The main components of writing workshop are mini lessons, time for writing, revision and editing, conferencing, and publishing. The difference between writing workshop and say, assigning an essay, is that you take your students through all the steps as a process teaching explicitly and assisting along the way. So when you implement a successful writing workshop in your classroom, here's what your students will be able to do. They'll have a clear understanding of the skills taught within a unit. They'll have time to write in class. They'll have time to practice different skills within their writing before being graded. They'll feel free to take risks so that they can grow as writers. They will work with a partner throughout the unit so they have someone with whom they can bounce ideas. They'll have time to ask questions and get input via one-on-one conferencing. They will know how they will be graded ahead of time so that they can do their absolute best. And they will publish pieces that they will be proud of and that reflect growth in their writing abilities. So that's a lot, but it is very manageable. And quite frankly, it is what we need to offer our students. So I, I know that you're probably already thinking about time. And time is an issue for ELA teachers. You can do this within any time frame. You can make it work with the time you have. Um, When I first started teaching language arts, we had something called a modular schedule, which I, by the way, hated it. (laughs) Um, And language arts was 84 minutes every day. I taught half the class as a reading workshop and half the class as a writing workshop, and that's why I hated it. I have to tell you, it was very confusing and very um, jam-packed. And I also had to carve out time specifically for grammar and vocab. So if given the choice, I'm not sure I would do it this way. In fact, I'm actually sure that I wouldn't do it this way. Uh, the, The current schedule, though, allows for 56 minutes of language arts, which is quite a reduction. So when we first had that change, what I decided to do 
was have reading workshop on what were called our A days, because we have an A and B day schedule. And then I did writing workshop on B days. I will tell you, that is not a great way to do it for me anyway, because I found my kids were always confused about what to bring. Is it a reading day? Is it a writing day? And I eventually changed it. It was just too chaotic. I decided I would alternate between reading and writing units. So, for example, in September, we started with a reading unit with the novel study so that we can launch having all students reading the same book. Then in October, we did our writing unit on personal narrative. And I have been very comfortable with this method of alternating units. And I would highly recommend it to you, especially if you're just getting started. And hopefully you have a say in how you, you handle things in your room. Um, you will also need to look at how many units you teach. Now that could be dictated to you. Um, I teach 10 units, but I do combine poetry as a reading and writing unit at the end of the year. You don't need to worry about that yet because we're going to get more into that in the next podcast. Um, so what I do is I try to match up my writing unit to match my reading unit. So we start with reading and I, for example, if I teach informational reading towards the middle of the year, then I do a writing unit on a feature article. And many of the skills are the same. And I will tell you, it is so, so helpful to do this. Doing your reading unit first gives kids the skills they need that they can see in action with a published author. And they can refer to it when transferring these skills to their writing piece. Okay, so what you're going to need to do is select your units if that's not already done for you. I'll just give you a few examples of, of some ways you can do it. You can do a novel study for reading with a personal narrative. So you would want to pick, obviously, a, a, a novel that has a, a very um, strong main character that goes through um, a relatable experience to the kids in your age level. We actually do Mick Hart Was Here and I find that that works really well at the beginning of sixth grade because it's a very quick read. Then you could do a character study for reading along with a literary essay. And you could do your essay based on maybe character traits. Uh, maybe doing historical fiction piece and then doing a lit essay on theme because historical fiction always has like really strong um, themes in them clearly. Okay, um, you could do a mythology reading unit and then have them write a myth. So you're just going to have to map that out. And if you grab my freebie, you'll see how to map that all out so that you're all set for the year. Okay, then there are some kind of practical decisions that you need to to think about. One is whether you want your kids to have an actual notebook or have their materials online or a combination of both. And when I first started uh, doing writer's workshop, the philosophy was to have everything printed and to present to the kids in real time with nothing digital for them uh, because it was seen as more personal. And it was, I would gather kids around and, you know, around my lesson and I would explain the lesson and I would kind of write on a large anchor chart as I went along. And it for sure was very, very engaging. 
But when 2020 hit, wow, it was a lot to transpose all of those years of lessons into something manageable for my Google Classroom. And today I have settled on a combination of both. All of my mini lessons, notes, and assignments are all available on my Google Classroom, but kids do their drafting and also have copies of important notes in a composition notebook because I really do like just walking around the room and asking them to open their notebook and, and looking into it. And uh, I find grading it is not as daunting when everything hasn't been turned in electronically. Uh, I still love having kids create their writer's notebook by decorating it with inspiring pictures. And then I um, just take some clear contact paper and go over it. And that's something that you could see in the freebie as well. But it, they really do uh, make it very personal and they love it. I have, I do have kids do their drafts and final publication, though, as a digital copy. But whatever it is, you're going to need to decide how you do it. But you want to kind of look into that before you start, because that's kind of a practical thing for you. So here is a list of recommended materials, and it's very minimal. So you would want composition notebooks. Uh, what I do is I, I like to have kids have one for each marking period. So I have them bring in four of them at the beginning of the year. And I hold on to them so that they're not, you know, trying to remember to bring them in from home. And another idea is if you're doing five writing units, you might want to have them bring in five different composition books. You should have your own composition notebook as a class model. And so you can model your writing. And I really, really highly recommend this. It, it just brings your teaching and your relationship with your kids to a new level. I mean, obviously, you're going to need a variety of pens and pencils and markers and highlighters to keep in class. And tape, if you're using a composition notebook to tape in notes as needed, definitely post-its and definitely, definitely you need large chart paper for anchor charts. And we'll get into this more in our mini series of what you'll be using that for. Uh, but you really want a place for kids to be able to go back in your room and see the lesson that you transcribed in front of them and that they can kind of look to as a model. And you don't really need a special setup for your room. Um, honestly, to get started, it's more important to have your lessons and procedures in place. But I really do like to set up my desks and tables of four because kids have a partner for each unit and then they can sit next to their partner and then there's another partnership near them. And then if one of them is absent, they can work together. And that has kind of worked out really, really well for me. If you have a dedicated bulletin board, that is fantastic to hang your anchor charts, examples of good student work and, and things like that. You absolutely have to establish a meeting area. This is so important. When I do a mini lesson, I have kids move to the meeting area and they know where to move. Um, and just changing their seat around or turning their chair is going to signal to them that it is time for them to listen. A sharing area is great as well. I have a carpet where I gather kids to share, but you'll have to kind of think about your space and what will work best for you.
I also like to have a small dedicated shelf or area for student materials because I don't want them constantly interrupting what I'm doing to, you know, say, do you have a pencil? So if, if it's on the student shelf, it is fair game. And I highly recommend that as a classroom management. You will, it will be <laughs> life-changing to you. Then there are some luxury items. If you can get them a carpet, beanbag chairs, a couch, and lamps all set the stage for a workshop. Okay, so you also want to get your grading system down at the beginning of the unit so that you can clearly explain it to your students. This is crucial. I remember when I was in seventh grade and just getting these grades on these essays and I had no idea it would be like a B plus an A minus like where where are you getting this from I had no idea of how to improve I had no idea of what I did wrong and it, it, I really don't want to put my students through that so here are some things to consider if they're writing a draft are you going to grade them if so how I recommend grading for completion and length, but not for every bit of mechanics. You do not need to stress yourself out with every single thing here. Okay. Um, assignments online. If you're doing this, decide ahead of time. So for example, one of my online assignments is to have kids brainstorm ideas for their narratives. I'm not going to grade that really hard. I might just grade it as a homework grade and make it worth maybe three points or something like that. If you're using a notebook, are you going to grade that? Um, I would. However, I would just grade it for completion and length. And again, not for every bit of mechanics. I would recommend having a rubric checklist where you just check off each item that should be in there. I will tell you if you don't grade it, they're not going to give their best effort, right? I mean, that's kind of the only thing we can kind of put in front of them that they're, they're like, okay, I know this is being graded, so I know I need to do it. The final piece, you really do need to grade this and you really should have a rubric for it. And it should be given to kids ahead of time. They should know exactly what you're grading for. It should not be a mystery. Don't worry about the specifics yet. Again, we're going to get into this as we go along. And is there anything else that your school requires you to grade? So you have to really think, you know, what are your requirements? For me in my school, I have a lot of autonomy as far as grading, so I can make those decisions, but you really should consider it before you begin the unit. Okay, so that was kind of a lot. We talked about the writing workshop module and why it's so beneficial and can work in any language arts class. We talked about what to consider before you get started. And don't forget to tune in next week because we're going to be continuing with our mini series on writing workshops. And we're going to be discussing preparing your first unit so you don't want to miss it. And don't forget to grab your free writing workshop lesson and workbook to see if my course is right for you. I hope this information was helpful. Be sure to check out the links that I mentioned in the show notes. If you have questions or comments, I would love to hear from you. You can DM me on Instagram at all in one middle school. We can also communicate 
through email. You can visit the link in the show notes so that we can connect and you will be the first to see new products and ideas that will simplify your planning, streamline your teaching, and most importantly, allow you to enjoy more free time. Thanks, friends, and I'll catch you in the next episode.